This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live once again, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. As always, presented by the BYU Store, official fans of BYU fans, sorry, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, April 20th. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who is always ready to high-five or dap up a baby, Jerem Jordan. Last night, Devin Booker with the Phoenix Suns made a shot, and then a guy stuck his baby out with his fist, and he just, boop, dapped up a baby, man. I, I'm uh, wondering at some point if we're going to see that in BYU game, because there are babies at BYU games. On the front row. In abundance. You would think, right? Yeah, I mean, that was hilarious. Booker later hurt his hamstring. I was going to say, it didn't, and the it Suns didn't, lost. didn't work out well for Devin Booker later. Yeah, but it is what it is. Do we blame the baby? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like posting today, do you, do you want to feel old? That baby's now eight years old or whatever. You know when people do that from the The 90s, one that like, Devin Booker dapped yes, up in a playoff this game. This child actor is now like a grown adult. You're like, what? Are you serious? Hey, fair enough. Great to have all of you with us wherever and however you're connected. A loaded show lineup. Obviously, a lot has changed for BYU men's basketball over the recent weeks. So we uh, look at what exactly the roster looks like now and what needs to be added to the roster. I mean, it's pretty stark and eye-opening, so we'll break it down. The NFL draft, by the way, is only eight days away. James Empey joins us to talk about his prospects and where he thinks he can fit in with an NFL team. Plus, Keanu Aquina of BYU Men's Golf talks about going from walk-on to now one of the leading stars. Quite a story. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. More men's hoop news. Gavin Baxter entered the transfer portal yesterday. Baxter thanked Cougar fans on social media with the post. We thought Gavin Baxter was done playing. It's in the transfer portal. Apparently not. <sighs> Gideon George and Caleb Loner also both made it official that they have entered the transfer portal as well. And Utah announces Chris Burgess officially on its coaching staff. He thanks the Cougar staff, players, and fans in his social media post. Also, much more coming up on the roster and what BYU needs in what's BYU baseball loses a close game. Another one-run game. Their fifth consecutive one-run game. That is wild. They have now split the season series with Utah after dropping a game to the Utes 8-7 last night. They'll play one more time on May 17th, the rubber match. The Cougars do open a three-game series with San Diego back in West Coast Conference play. Critical series tomorrow starting on the BYU TV app at 8 Eastern. The men's volleyball ball night in the MPSF quarterfinals against Pepperdine, 8 Eastern on Flow Sports. MPSF awards are out as well. David Gardini's on the first team for a third time. Fourth time overall as an MPSF selection. He was second team as a freshman. Mix Ramones and Tian Taylor are on the freshman team. BYU softball hosts Utah Valley tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Watch on BYUtv.org or on the BYU TV app. It'll mark BYU's first game in 11 days because of two cancellations from inclement weather last week. They've been waiting a while to play, so hopefully they got the finals out of the way. Yeah, they, it was perfect time for the finals. Studies done. Now you just focus on softball. Yeah. The eighth-ranked men and women's track teams host the Robinson Invitational today in Provo through Saturday. Utah, Utah State, Utah Valley, and Idaho State are participants. Former BYU women's basketball guard Maria Albiero has signed a pro contract with Basquete Blumenau. Basquete. Basquete, because it's in her home country of Brazil. That's what it's so, Q-U-E-T is pronounced chi? Yeah. Basquete? Yeah. 
T E is chi. Yeah. Yeah, I need some and Portuguese. Then Q U E is yeah, K. Basquetchi. Congratulations to Maria going back home. Basquetchi is like basket. Basket. Yeah. Okay. Brandon Davies scored 19 points, five rebounds, had a steal as well, and an FC Barcelona 77-67 win over Bayern Munich in the EuroLeague playoff quarterfinals. That's a battle of two notable soccer teams. Mm. It is funny that Barcelona doesn't do BC instead of FC. Yeah, why not? I don't know. But it's FC. Let's take that up with the league, okay? We probably will. <laughs> Michael Rucker threw two innings of relief for the Chicago Cubs. Allowed three hits, but no runs. Struck out one in a Cubs 6-5 loss to the Tampa Bay Rays. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. Well, you've noticed that by now the BYU basketball roster is in a full-on shakeup. It is... Uh, now to the point where we are wondering who's actually coming back to play for BYU more so than the few that are leaving because the number grows with the addition of Gavin Baxter to the transfer portal. Which so, I was assuming he wasn't playing at all. He was one I was not counting on, Spencer. We're going to break, yeah. I mean, and now he's now in the he's transfer portal apparently just he's going to play again. see what's out there. Yeah. Okay. Who knows? Maybe this is a Baylor-Romney quarterback football situation where he just kind of goes and sees what's out there and doesn't play. But Yeah, well, he goes pro to Adobe. Or that, and make some good money doing so. The point remains, Gavin Baxter is not going to be playing at BYU, ending any hope that he might do so. So it's time that we break down the men's hoops roster in very, very specific detail with this question in mind, Jerem. What does BYU men's basketball and their current roster look like, and what and where do they need to add to it? So, nine scholarship players are scheduled to return. There are 13 scholarships per team, so that's four open right now. Yep. Some people say, well, isn't it more? Well, there are three return missionaries coming back, which will take three scholarships. Yep. But still, even after those three return, there are still four more now. Yes. Yeah, so, okay, of the nine players, seven are backcourt players. Trevin Nell, Spencer Johnson, Seneca Knight, Trey Stewart. Then the three RMs, Dallin Hall, Richie Saunders, and Tanner Tulson. Okay, and then two in the front court, Tiki Ali, Tiki, and Foose. Those are your nine who are scheduled to come back. Listen, any day, one of those guys could be like, yeah, I'm in the portal too. We know Spencer Johnson's not because he posted on Instagram about he believes in the team and Coach Pope and the staff and whatnot. So we know that. Uh, Trevin Nell just signed a deal with Cougar Board to, for more content, so we think he's coming back. So, we, yeah, it, who, who knows in the end. Obviously, BYU with four scholarships needs certain things. You probably need five front court players. Uh, yeah. So it feels like, okay, are those the three scholarships? I believe that one more move will be made in some manner with this roster because BYU probably needs not one but two backcourt players in some way. Obviously, a starting point guard is of need. And then I think another wing, a two or a three, will probably be needed as well, as well as a starting five. So there's the three you need, but you probably need more frontcourt players. So I'm, I'm not sure either one. Uh, I, I think the following move will happen. Either someone's not going to be on Scully that thought they were, or uh, someone else transfers. That could be both, right? That could be a similar move. If someone else transfers, that could potentially open up another scholarship. Yes. I, th I think that happens with one more move because I think BYU probably feels like we need, a, you know, we need to replace Tijon Lucas and Alex Marcel yeah. with so transfers. BYU, with the seven backcourt players you just outlined, okay, they've, they've got a lot of guards. They don't have a ton of pure 
point guards and ball handlers. There's the, no true point guard. No, no down, even Dallin Hall, who is combo. listed as a point guard, is a combo guard. Combo. He's more like Alex Barcelo. Yes, which, yeah, you can run with that. But he's not going to roll out Dallin Hall as his starting point guard this year. That's not, that's, I don't believe that's happening. Um, I believe they'll bring in a transfer who will be the primary point guard, and then you let Dallin Hall get his mission legs under Nothing has changed in terms of BYU needing, in priority one and priority two, however you want to rank them, a center and a point guard. But BYU needs depth there as well. So with the front court, only Atiki Ali Atiki and Fusini Traore are there. So you can't help but think, okay, you have to have at least two more big men. At least. At least. I think you probably have three. But are they all on Scully? You know, you, you you need two more scholarship front court players, and one of them has to be a starting five. I think you put Fus in at the four. So BYU, do they go after two point guards and two front court players? And then again, there's some movement with somebody else where a scholarship is given up for a year to allow either another front court person or another point guard to come in and take a a fifth scholarship. See, I'm glad I don't have to make these decisions. This is really tough on the BYU basketball staff. Yeah, like I love Trey Stewart, but he might be the odd man out here. Who knows? I, I'm not saying BYU's pulling a scally, but they've done similar moves before. Maybe they love Trey Stewart, and they're going to give him a real opportunity this year. It could be the opposite. Well, right? here's the other thing. Does one of the three returning missionaries say, okay, I'm going to redshirt this year, and maybe they hold off on – a scholarship well, for one of the RMs before they get back into the roster and then get back on scholarship. If you're redshirting, you're still on scholarship. You have to be on scholarship to redshirt. No, but they they are expecting to be on scholarship. So I I don't sure. see, I don't see that situation happening. It's they could t- go somewhere where they're on scholarship. It's tough anyway yeah. you cut it. We can't talk about incoming walk-ons, but also incoming walk-ons don't fare into the kind of eight-man rotation that you're seeking or nine, right? Yeah, so this is a difficult situation. The real question here is, Spencer, how we feel about all this? Because a lot of people are hitting us up like, hey, What's is going BYU on? basketball in disarray? Like, there's an element of chaos here, for sure. Let's not act like it's all hunky-dory and strawberries and cream, right? Out at uh, Strawberry Days, Pl- Pleasant Grove. Can't wait for that coming up <laughs> in June. But um, I think June. But, yeah, you're trying to uh, replace an assistant coach, and you've had some sudden, um, you know, transfers leave they haven't been sudden to the program but sudden to the public of like oh Caleb Loner and Gideon George are out whoa Gavin Baxter now whoa what maybe there's one more I don't know I'm not I'm not saying I know something there I just wouldn't be surprised yeah there's some chaos right now but uh like we chronicled yesterday Mark Pope has found the following dudes in the past Alex Barcelo Tijon Lucas Brandon Averett Matt Harms Jake Toulson got Yola Childs to come back that's pretty stinking good like that's great recruiting um, I'm, I'm confident, and I know you are as well, that, that BYU is going to be okay. Does okay mean the NCAA tournament? I don't know that. Yeah, define okay. But okay meaning, yeah, BYU is going to be competitive, win 20-plus games, be at least NIT good. Obviously, we want BYU to make the tourney. I would rather BYU be ready to go 500 in the Big 12 in two years than make the tournament next year. Like, if I told you, the cost of the 2020 and 21 seasons for BYU football was that in 2017 they go 4 and 9 and then go 7 and 6, 7 and 6. Right now we're feeling like that was worth it because we're in the middle of two 10 plus win football seasons. What if I told you, in order for BYU to grow a beautiful tree, it had to be burned down first, maybe? And maybe that's what we're seeing. I hope BYU can rebuild effectively. Like men's volleyball is going through this as well, where it was like, hey, 
You know what was awesome? 2020 and 21, BYU was never lower than number two in the country. And then 8 and 16, MPSF quarterfinal tonight. If BYU doesn't pull off the upset, season's over. It was worth it for those great seasons. You can't always be amazing. Like, this isn't Alabama football. This isn't Gonzaga men's basketball. This is a different type of program. It's really good, but there are times where you do have to burn it to the ground. And uh, it, it's being, it's being uh, you know, disassembled in some form with Chris Burgess gone in these transfers. But I hope that it's not that bad. I hope it's at least NIT good. And then, okay, let's get in the Big 12 and let's go from there. Because Mark Pope has a, a recruiting chip he's never had before this time around, this season with Colin Chandler now in April. Is you can play in the Big 12, dog. And you let's can come go. and play right now. Yeah. We need you to play right now. So yeah. at a minimum, as I look at all these numbers, I feel like, okay, BYU's probably got to go get three front court players meaning three big men and at least one true point guard, and maybe they develop Dallin Hall and have as, him be the backup point guard. As a backup. Sure. That's but fair. There's only two front court players. Like, BYU needs more size. they got to have three big men. you got to have add three big men to that group so you have five. Yes. And two could be scholarship, one could be walk-on. Person. And one, at least one true point guard, and then may develop Dallin Hall. If and, and I'm not ruling out the fact that they could move some things around and there's a fifth scholarship available. We'll I, I, see. But with I, the four available, I'd go three big men, one true point guard. I feel like BYU still needs a double-digit scoring wing. Could it be Seneca Knight? Could it be? It could totally be those three guys in some fashion, and I'm sure they're thinking, yeah, now is, is my time to shine. Uh, but I, I guess I'm speaking at a make-the-tourney-again standard. If it's NIT, then I, it's like, yeah, just a center and a point guard and some backups. Yeah. Or, yeah, because I'm confident BYU with with some capable players coming in, like we've seen the last three years, can certainly be at least NIT good. If BYU's below that, that's that's crushing, right? Because that the standard is we at least go to the NIT. And even then, the NIT is meh. Yeah. You know what I mean? I said it yesterday. The one area I don't doubt Mark Pope is his ability to recruit big-time players out of the transfer portal. He's got a fantastic track record. Yes, he does. So. Yes, he does. The challenge is issued here because he needs more. He needs multiple big-time players in the same season. But just rewind to his first year. Okay, think about what BYU had coming back for sure when Mark Pope took over. Well, and remember, remember that team didn't even make the NIT. Exactly. They didn't make the NIT. Development. What did he have coming back? TJ Haas. That's pretty much it. And then he convinced Yoli Childs to say, no to professional basketball for one more year and come back. He had declared he was gone. And then he got Jake Toulson to come over from the transfer to portal. To return to a school to re- Exactly, where the feelings were not good, and then they became good again. And then they had to convince Zach Selyus to stay because there was, some, there was an idea that maybe he was going to go somewhere else. So when Mark Pope took over, okay, now he's put together this core. Like That first year was magical. Yes, and, and there was some drama, obviously, with Nick Emery. And Nick and Emery, been thank very you. Vocal about it, and right? Nick Emery yeah. was going to come back, but then did not. So, I mean, you had T.J. Haas, but there were so many moving parts in right. his first year. A lot it, to deal with. It kind of feels a little bit like that. It's different, I know, but it feels like he has room to tr- make movements like he did his first year. Yes, it was nice to have. We knew T.J. was good, but getting Yoli back, getting Jake back, yes. Um, it, you know, is there? Anyway, he gets any of these guys back, a la Yoli. I don't know. I don't know. Like, you brought it up the other day. I, I agree with you. I wouldn't be shocked if Caleb Loner goes up to Utah with Chris Burgess. We'll see. 
I hope not, because you know who I want to lose every game <laughs> is the Utah Utes. If not multiple guys. <laughs> I mean, Caleb's got some other buddies in the transfer portal. Like, do multiple end up with Chris Burgess at the University of Utah? Like, yeah. It's hard for your mind to not go there. If that, Yeah, and, and think of what it was like for UVU to watch a pool of talented players come over here. That'd be hard. Well, there you go. We may be witnessing that yeah. with Utah. Who, who knows? Never easy. And then, then it's then it's mutinous. Then it's hey, okay, come on. So just to recap, nine scholarship players are back. Seven guards as of today. Two big men. Yeah, as of today. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Including Richard Harward and the most recent Gavin okay. Baxter. Now there are eight players in total that were on last year's roster that are gone. I do want to confirm this. I've, I've talked to BYU basketball, and they told me that Richard Harwood is medically retired. Richard hasn't he, – he didn't say for his career. He said for the season. But we have not counted him in being available this next right. year. So, yeah, he's, he's uh, done, it looks like. That is wild. Which we were assuming. Two guys gone to graduation, five to the transfer portal, and one with a medical hardship in uh, what it, Richard Harwood It's pretty nerve-wracking staring at the Big 12 uh, after next year – in this situation. But, hey, Mark Pope always Gotta likes go. a challenge. Our Gotta question go. of the day. Let's help Mark Pope out. What is your recruiting pitch, not that he needs it, to potential incoming transfers for BYU men's basketball? Let's assemble BYU Sports Nation and come up with some great recruiting pitches in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Dan Roach answers on Twitter, playing time. <laughs> All the playing time. No entrenched starters. None. The floor is wide open. No, don't ask why. It's not important. Just come play. <laughs> Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Aim slims. Please. <laughs> Much more from you coming up. Who's the best, <laughs> slowest player in BYU history? James Empey joins us. It's not James. <laughs> How is he feeling one week away from the NFL draft? He's got that sneaky, sneaky speed for a center. Oh, yeah, dude. This is BYU Sports Nation. Go. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, tomorrow's graduation. Congrats. That'll be live on BYU TV. So BYU Sports Nation will be on the BYU TV app only tomorrow. We'll talk to Paisley Harding about uh, trying out for the Seattle Storm. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. Joining us now as we continue preparations for BYU players headed to the NFL draft and hopefully NFL teams, we welcome in James Empey outstanding BYU center who is uh, gearing up for what I'm assuming is going to be a very, very fun and stressful time. James, how are you feeling right now as the draft bears down? Feeling good. Feeling, feeling better every day. It gets closer. It's, um, you know, been a lot of hard work these, these last few months and it just feels like it's, it's getting closer and closer and all the things that are in the air are about to settle and we're going to figure things out. So I'm excited. What are the emotions you're going through as you prepare for this? Because it's certainly exciting, but I imagine it's also nerve-wracking, not kind of knowing what's going to happen or where you're going. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you talk to any of the guys, and it's just kind of like you don't really know what's going to happen, so you're preparing yourself to be ready for anything. And and so, yeah, it's super exciting, but also um, you're, you're just 
kind of antsy, ready, ready to go, ready to figure out what you're going to do. And, and, um, so it's, it's been a, a really fun process. Um, me and my wife have had, you know, really fun experiences doing everything and, um, just excited to keep going and, and see what happens. What is your day to day like right now with just a few days, relatively speaking, before you figure out where you're actually headed? Yeah. So really all, all, all you can do right now is, is keep working out and keep working hard and, and trying to get better. So, um, a lot of working out, a lot of training, uh, a little bit of film watching and, and trying to, you know, work out the brain as well in terms of, of football things and just trying to get myself as ready as I can for, for this next month. What kind of feedback did you get from BYU Pro Day? Um, good feedback. I, I felt like, and especially just with my, my personal feelings of, of how I did, like I, I felt really good about everything. It was nice to be back going full speed, doing everything. And, um, you know, I felt really good about my performance in terms of, you know, just my personal best and, and how good I did. And, um, and yeah, got, got solid feedback. Uh, I feel like I, I checked the boxes I need to check and, and answered some of the questions that I had and, you know, just hoping that, um, people, people see that people see my film, people see everything and, and, uh, give me a chance. James Empey with us on BYU Sports Nation. James, what would you say is the number one area you have improved upon the most since you last played at BYU to where you are now preparing for the NFL? Um, well, I mean, this is the most obvious obvious one is is when I last played for BYU, I, I had a you know a broken foot. So yeah. being able to get that healthy took you know I was on a, a scooter for a little bit, got the foot completely healed. Um, and, and back to normal and, and just back to being healthy and hundred percent. So that's probably the, the biggest improvement and the most obvious one from, from last time I was on the field. Do you feel like being drafted is a possibility in spite of the injury? Um, you know, I, I'm ready for anything. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know really what, uh, you know, um, everybody's plans are. There's really no way to know, but I'm, I'm ready for anything, man. If it's, if somehow I, I I'm drafted and I'll be I'll be super excited and I'll be ready to go. If if I'm a free agent, I'm gonna take you know the same mentality that I would um, otherwise and just work my butt off and and do what I need to do to make a team. So I'm just I'm just so excited for the opportunity and and the journey and and everything that's going on right now. We encounter this dynamic every year, often with BYU players of, hey, would you rather be drafted in the late rounds or kind of have your say about where you go and fit into a camp depending on what a specific team needs? So on that spectrum of, hey, it'd be cool to be drafted compared to, oh, I kind of I want to have some options, where do you stand? What, what do you feel like is going to be best suited for you between those two options? Um, I, I honestly think, you know, it's, a, a team that picks you is going to be a good spot to be because they, they believe in you and they want you. And, you know, it, a team that, you know, you have an opportunity to go to and free agency is going to be good because they want you and, you know, there's going to be an opportunity there. So I think, I think, you know, either way, an opportunity is an opportunity and a, a, a foot in the door is all that matters. And either way, you're going to have to work your butt off. So I just, I, I choose to be on the side of, Hey, I'll, I'll take whatever comes, come what may. Come what may, it's one of my favorite songs from the Moulin Rouge soundtrack. It's uh, an amazing one uh, with you and McGregor. Okay, uh, in terms of what teams have shown the most interest, who's who's reached out? Who's talked to you? Who have you worked out for? Yeah, multiple teams have shown um, serious interest, and and you know the process goes. You kind of are, are by your phone and and ready to take a call from anybody and. 
And so, you know, my agents have kind of a whatever list that is of, of everybody that's contacted, but multiple teams have shown interest and it's, you know, it's exciting. We spoke recently with your good friend Brady Christensen and had him give you some advice. And basically he said, look, James just needs to to be himself. He, he just needs to try and enjoy this process. In offline conversations that you've had with Brady and others, what's the best bit of advice you've received from your teammates that have gone through this process recently? Yeah, it, honestly, it's probably exactly what Brady said. He He's just like, man, this process is going to be long and a little stressful. And, you, you know, the, the most important thing you can do is work your butt off and, and have a good time and enjoy the moment. Um, and me, me and my wife, we've really tried to, to, you know, implement that is just like, Hey, let's enjoy wherever we're at at any given moment and just keep working as hard as we can, but enjoy the process. Cause in, in the end, a lot of it's out of your hands um, and you only can control what you can control. And so that, that advice that, that, that Brady had is probably, probably the best bit of advice. What are some of the attributes and strengths you have that you feel will be most beneficial and most uh, admirable from teams that want to assign you? Um, well, I mean, I, I have a lot of experience. I, I played these last, you know, four seasons. I've, I've played in a lot of games. And um, I just I, – I really like the game of football. I really love the game of football. I think – um, I like learning about it. I like learning about all the intricate things. I take pride in, in knowing what to do and how to do it. And so, um, you know, I think, I think that is uh, a, a strength when, when you look at me and my game and, and what I do. How many bad snaps do you feel like you had in your entire career? <laughs> <laughs> um, a, honestly, probably a bunch, man. I mean, football is, is playing and making mistakes and, and figuring out how to get better as a team. And, and, uh, so probably, probably a whole lot more than I want to count. Okay. I don't remember too many. Yeah, that's, that's why I bring that's it the up. Thing. We, we don't remember very many. So maybe yeah. a bunch to you oh, is like three. Oh, 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 I got you. I got you. Like you're talking, you're talking about actual bad snaps, not like bad plays. I got no, you. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Just like yeah. bad so like, snaps. So snap was a bad snap. Yeah. Probably just a few, one or two, maybe. That's yeah, what I'm talking about it's like legit. Like I don't remember bad snaps from you, which is you forget things that are awesome. You know what I mean? The consistency of that was amazing. Yeah. James Empey is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Did you grow up rooting for a specific NFL team? And if so, which team was that? And are you still interested in said team? Yeah. So so growing up, uh, we had a honestly we had a couple teams. I mean, my my dad always liked the 49ers. Um, I've, I've always liked the Broncos. Me and my cousins, we always liked the Broncos because they they were the closest team. Now the Raiders are the closest team. So now I'm a little torn because I'm a big home team guy. You got to cheer for the closest, but you know, we don't have a team. So if, if there was a Utah team, I'd say, you know, whatever that was. So hopefully we get a team sometime in the, I don't know. I don't know if we ever will, but that'd be cool if we did. But, that, would, uh, that would be sweet. I think we're the least likely demographic to ever get an NFL. <laughs> team. But but that but that would be awesome, right? It'd be amazing. Okay, in in the next segment, we're going to discuss the best slow player in BYU history because Albert Pujols scored from first to home last night, and he was so slow. Who's the best slow player in BYU history? Man, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't think of a lot of slow guys. I mean, there's, there's probably a good amount of slow guys out there. I can't. Which of your teammates do you want to throw under the bus, James? <laughs> which which teammate? Which teammate do you um, want to throw under the bus right now? 
about Louis Lapuaho when he I'm, caught I'm, that pass in 2016 and was lumbering down the sideline at Utah? Against Utah. Hey, yeah, he was moving. He was moving. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw Clark under the bus. I'm going to throw Clark under the bus because, you know, I just want to talk trash to him and, and I'm, you know, I'm faster than him. So. Clark Barrington, the best slow player at the BYU. The best slow player. Well, let's ask you about that as well. Um, we're really excited about this offensive line. Um, this year because we think Blake Freeland's an NFL guy. Obviously, we hope Kingsley Suomati is an NFL guy. Clark Barrington feels like an NFL guy. There may be others. Harris right? Lachance is yeah. also involved. Like, loaded. Uh, what should we expect from this group? Should they be really stinking good? Yeah, I I, I think they're going to be pretty good. And I I'm, I mess with Clark. I just want to talk. I want him to, like, hear this show and be like, ah, oh, dang it, James, what are you talking about? Um, you know, so I just want to talk to him. He's he's awesome, man. He's he's a great player. I think he's going to be, you know, great a great leader on the line this year. And and just I mean, even the last few years, he's been a lot of the glue that that keeps it going. He brings a physical edge to everything, and you know, he's re- really good player. Um, and then you know, you got Blake, uh, who has tons of experience. You got Harris. You got Connor. You got Joe. You got Kingsley who's coming in. You got Clarky. Uh, or Campbell, sorry, Clark's little brother Campbell. You got you got all the guys that have experience in game time and are tough, man. I'm excited for them. Yeah, I'm, those are like nine names that can all play. And I'm glad you brought up Campbell hey, Barrington. You got, time, you got Braden Time. Yes. Yep. And your and your boy Connor, who's going to be, uh, we think, the the primary center, and he filled in and he did a fantastic job for you. So. I mean, James, how how comparable is this offensive line to the one you played on in 2020 that won 11 games? I, I think they're pretty good. They probably have just as much experience, if not more. They definitely have um, more, like, depth experience. Like, everybody's probably – everybody on that line has played in games and, and has started games. And, and so they got tons of experience, and, and they, got a, they got a high bar to cover because, you know, we've been – we've had pretty good O-lines the last, last two years, especially in 2020. I, I watched Brady's segment and, uh, the other day, and, and he was talking about the difference between – that O line that we played on in 2020 and and other O lines is just like it, it's exactly what he said. We we had been playing together so long that we knew exactly what was going through each other's heads and what was going like what was going to happen, and we could work really well together. And I just think the more experience that these guys get and the more chance they get to to play together, the the better they're going to be. Um, and and uh, you know I was I was at spring I was at a few of the spring ball practices and I was I was happy with what I saw. Man, I I love seeing those guys compete. Hey, that matters. That's a weighted compliment. James Empey with us on BYU Sports Nation. We obviously need to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the draft process because we're eight days away, man. It's going to be wild, but we know you're going to get an invite and have an opportunity somewhere, and we cannot wait to watch that develop. Uh, Thanks for the karma, guys. You got it. James Empey, always a class act on BYU Sports Nation. Good to see you, James. Uh, Good to see you. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. He's a really good player. And uh, unfortunately, that kind of foot injury, maybe, we'll see, prevented him from being drafted. Who knows? But someone's going to sign him for sure. Absolutely. Remember, PFF uh, had him as the number one center in the country coming out of, what, 2019 and 20, I think? He's really good, man. I'm excited. And I'm glad that he pointed out that the the area where I obviously got – the better, like, got better the most was my health. Like, he's fully healthy. Yes, that's that, a huge deal. He was playing hurt for a lot of the season. Yes, and and didn't have like the same kind of grades because of that. But uh, he's a tremendous center and a, a four year starter. And didn't like, have like, think many... about it. We've had Tijon Karoma, James Empey, and that's like it. 
right? The last yeah. eight years. Now it's Connor Pace show. Now it's Connor Pace. Your turn. Coming up, Keanu Aquina from Men's Golf on the Cougar Classic this weekend and scoring 34 points against LaMelo Ball. What? And how about this? Lavelle Edwards is ranked on the list of top 100 football coaches in the NCAA all time. Where does he fall? This is a scary list to make. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. You like winning and home runs and awesomeness? Well, you'll love BYU softball taking on Utah Valley tonight at Miller Park, 8 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Now, UVU is coming in one before, so this is no pushover per se, but I do anticipate my biased opinion. A five-inning game. <laughs> Let's go, man. We get paid the same. With you get these paid the same games. calling this. So. Let's go. We'll he, see. He's Jeremiah Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get content throughout the day, you can follow us on all of the major social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. You know what time it is. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round presented by Marist, your integrated container logistics company, enabling global trade for a growing world. Spencer Johnson posted his thoughts about next year on Instagram and Super Player. Are returning players required to declare fealty now? Uh, well, I understand why he did it. Because I'm sure he was thinking, oh my gosh, everyone thinks that everyone's leaving. Maybe I should like just put out a post that I'm staying to create some positive momentum. And so I like that he did this. Uh, I don't feel like players have to do this, but in this scenario, I understand why Spencer may have felt compelled to do so. Yeah, they don't have to, but I did like his quote, a smooth sea never made a skillful, skillful sailor. Yeah. Uh, later, stay positive. Keep believing we have big things ahead. Let's sharpened see. by the fires. Iron sharpened. Yes, iron sharpened. <laughs> All right, Lavelle Edwards comes in at number 16 overall on BGB, Big Game Boomers list of college football's 100 greatest head coaches of all time. Should Lavelle Edwards be ranked in a better position than number 16. Maybe a couple spots higher, but honestly, it's like, I don't think it goes above Nick Saban, Tom Osborne, Bear no, Bryant, New nope. Rockney, Bobby Bowden, Barry Switzer, Woody Hayes, Eddie Robinson. Right Steve there. Spurrier. That's where I would put him. Like, number nine. Yeah, Bud Wilkinson, Oklahoma. I would go above Bill Snyder of K-State. John McKay, USC, no. Bobby Dad, Georgia Tech. Bob Stoops, Vince Dooley. Like, there's some great names there. I think it's pretty awesome that he's in the top 20. Like, he certainly deserves to be in there. Lavelle because Edwards. Of, because of the, the Natty, the Heisman, and all the quarterbacks. Sure. The funny thing is, you ask Steve Spurrier about Lavelle Edwards, and Steve Spurrier will tell you a lot of the reason I did, I conducted my offense the way I did at Florida was because of Lavelle Edwards and yeah. the passing game. So it's like, is, is he a greater coach he, than the man that inspired him well, to go with the air raid at Florida? I think a lot of those guys have like more bigger things, right? Obviously, they're at bigger schools, so you could weight it differently if you yeah. want to, but there weren't Power 5 leagues back in the day. Like, BYU had a fair shot. So. I'd put him in the top 10, maybe number 9 or number 10. It's pretty I mean, awesome. It's, like, he's one of the greatest. We're no. splitting hairs. I mean, no. We're talking about, oh, he's number 16 yeah. in the greatest of all time conversation. Pretty good. It is really good. Not, not bad for a dude that used to coach at Granite, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> crushed it. Top 10, baby. Yeah, the greatest Aggie of all time. Baseball played another one-run game. That's five in a row. Will this streak ever end? I don't know. 
Like San Diego coming in, it feels like it's going to be a tough conference matchup. BYU's pitching is really good. Yeah. And they've typically been playing low-scoring games. Like last night's 8-7 to seven game was a higher-scoring game than they've recently Right. Played. And on a Tuesday, you're not throwing your top three starters. Correct. So now the top three starters, they'll, they'll keep the runs low. It's just can that offense generate enough runs. So I anticipate some more close games in San Diego. More homers from Brock Watkins. That's what I mean. All right. Number six seed BYU men's volleyball face number three seed Pepperdine tonight in the quarterfinals of the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Tournament. Yes, Star Trek. Is it going to be an upset special tonight for the Cougars, Jeremy? Yes, in my super biased opinion, yes. is going to pull off the upset. They split in the regular season. BYU yeah. one and five. Yes. Because 15 aces. If Pre- you- correct me if I'm wrong, that was at Pepperdine, right? Correct. So in LA, sea level, BYU serves better than it does at home. I, BYU had to serve going on Saturday night. I think, yes, I think BYU pulls off the upset. Pepperdine is not as good as they were last year. Obviously, BYU is not either. But I think BYU wins this. Let's go. BYU had the number one ranked team in the country on their heels, up two sets to none. Like the capability is there from the service line. Yes, and UCLA is way better than Pepperdine. I'm with you. I think BYU's playing pretty well. I'm with you. I think that, hey, take that moral victory, call it what you will. They have confidence because of what they did against UCLA. Get to the semis, and that's an overachievement in this tournament. It really is. And last but not least, Albert Pujols went from first to home (laughs) last night, scoring a run. Who's the best slow player? In a mere 49 seconds. (laughs) Felt like it. Who's the best slow player in BYU history? I said this on the phone this morning. A couple of things popped to my, into my mind. First is Jake Schoff. Classic Jake Schoff of BYU <laughs> men's basketball. Fan favorite. Head coming, Just all. lumbering down the floor. Played with a ton of physicality. He was an all-effort guy. So maybe Jake Schoff for me is the best slow player in BYU history. That's my, like, my super random one. Um, I, I don't know. How fast was uh, Andy Boyce? Because that's a, that's another one where I'm thousand like, yard guy. He was incredible, but he was not a burner in like right. any way, shape, or form. Would call him slow, but he was yeah. a good route. He was an incredible route, route runner yeah. and one of Ty Detmer's favorite targets. Yeah. So I don't know. You're gonna hear from Andy about this one for sure. <laughs> I'm, listen, our boy Brady Christensen, faster than he looks, but I'm gonna just point out one play: Northern Iowa. Oh boy. 2019, <laughs> 18, 18. Or is it Northern got, Illinois? Uh, sorry, Northern Illinois. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, NIU. Yeah. Um, yeah, he gets c- cut up, lost. BYU loses that game. I felt pretty slow in that moment. <laughs> I'm not saying he was always slow, but I'm saying in that play. Okay. And James Empey apparently uh, you know, didn't block somebody. We're going to talk about that one. Chris Smith, the tight end, was pretty slow. But he was a really good tight end. Good blocking tight end. Oh, incredible he, hands, incredible he pass like, catcher. He had like this like pull away, you know, speed play against that's, Utah. That, that's what that I'm talking about. That made the top 100. Like, was, it, was it a pull away speed play or was it just really good blocking? Was that a Wyoming and there defender? Was just nobody around him. <laughs> now we got to go watch it during the break. <laughs> the best slow player in BYU history. This is a question literally no one has ever asked in the history of the world. Coming up. How slow are you? I, we know how slow I are am. Are you getting? I was, it no was you, shame. It was you, plural. English is terrible. <laughs> are you, plural, getting today's elite voice of the day? Keanu Aquina, BYU Men's Golf, in studio. Let's go. All he did was light up LaMelo Ball for 34 points. Made a bunch of threes in high school. Mark Pope, have you recruited this guy yet? Maybe Keanu's the guard oh, we need. Oh, also, he's a golf star. This is BYU Sports Station. This guy's awesome, man. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
BYU Baseball promises to play another one-run game tonight against San Diego starting at 8 Eastern time what? on the BYU TV app and BYU Radio. They promised? Yeah. Well, they've done it five games five in a row. row. They had not played a one-run game all year, and now they've played five in a row. So They can handle that tomorrow. Softball will not play a one-run Did game Did I say tonight? tonight? I meant tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah, Softball tomorrow. tonight, though. Softball tonight. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Are we, we live? Are live. Yes, we are on? very live oh, okay. in Studio B. And joining us now from the BYU men's golf team is just an incredible story. An outstanding human being. He's obviously an outstanding golfer. His name is Keanu Aquina. You come to BYU as a walk-on. You're a multi-sports star. And now you're one of the stars of this team. Can we just take a walk down memory lane of how you got to BYU and why you decided to play golf? Yeah, well, first of all, I don't think... I would say I'm one of the stars on the team. He is. <laughs> it wasn't a question. It was a statement, Keanu. <laughs> All right. Very humble. But yeah. Um, how, what was the question? How did I end up at yeah, BYU? Just, how, did you, yeah. how did you end up at BYU? Yeah. Um, I think growing up, I always kind of liked BYU. I mean, being a member of the church, you know, watching BYU play. Uh, so I grew up in Hawaii. I went to school at Kuhuku. I mean, most BYU football fans know. Red Raiders. Yeah. Sure. Let's North go. Shore, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I grew up there, and then when I was a senior, we moved here to Utah. My whole family, we came. And I was looking to play basketball in college. And my – I mean, I played golf in high school a little bit, kind of just during the regular season. I also played when I was little, but I didn't really take it very seriously. And then when I came here – my high school basketball coach was also the golf coach. And so I told him, like, hey, coach, like, I want to play golf as well. Are you okay with that? He's like, yeah, come try out. So I went to tryouts, and I shot the best score at the tryout. And he was like, <laughs> okay, so you're going to be our number one guy, I guess. And I played the whole season. I actually had a pretty good, like, season um, in high school. And Coach Brockbank was coming out watching, like, Elijah and Max. And I was kind of keeping up with them. And so he would talk to me a little bit and talk to my coach. And my coach kind of told me, like, do you have any interest in playing college golf? And I was like, ah, not really. We'll see. But then end of basketball came around. I wasn't really getting the looks that I wanted. And so I started thinking about, like, you know what? D1 golf might not be so bad. Won't have to run as much. (laughs) It's true, right? Yeah. Is there no sprinting in, in golf conditioning? Well, Lavelle Edwards said if he could do it again, that he would have been uh, a kicker or a golfer in college. So there you go. Yeah, I think I made the right choice. Okay. I mean, yeah. It's a good life. Okay, let's talk about your basketball prowess, though. Um, you played in a game where you scored 34 points against Chino Hills when the mellow ball was on the other team. What? Tell us about that game. I mean, just a crazy game. Like, was that with? Did you go to PG by the way? Or yeah, you, yeah. So yeah. I went to was that Grove. with PG against mm-hmm. Chino Hills? Okay. Yeah, it was like some uh, winter tournament we were playing, and that was like when Lamelo was like big, like the whole thing, like him shooting from half court. It was all yeah. over Instagram and YouTube yeah. and stuff. Yeah. We have video. I'm told. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Oh shoot. Yeah. So, I mean, we were pretty stoked to even come to this tournament and be in the same gym with these guys, and then we had a couple good games. We got to match up with them, and you know we believe we could beat them. And the style they played was crazy. Like, they would just run and just shoot it from everywhere, get rebounds, press. It was just wild. And so it was a really fun game. I think, I mean, in the first half, honestly, I was really scared. First half, I had, like, two points. I was so scared. But then second half, I mean, just kind of let go. And You made, like, eight eight threes? You had 32 points in the second half? 
yeah, I got hot. <laughs> <laughs> and and coach just gave us the green light. He's like, look, if we're going to stay in this thing, we got to just hit threes. Thanks to ballislife.com, obviously. <laughs> uh, That's I, a Rancho it, Mirage High School. Was Eli, Eli Scott on that team too, the yep. LMU guy? Yeah. Yeah. He played on that same thing. Wow. So they had like four or five, like, NBA guys on the roster. Wait, who else was on the near They, they had uh, Mello, Jello, Eli Scott, and that one guy. Jello being Leangelo? Yeah. The brother? Um, I don't remember his name, but he was a big guy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wait, so why are you playing golf again? Has <laughs> <laughs> Mark Pope contacted you about a potential yeah, roster spot? Hey, I don't no. know if you heard, but uh, basketball <laughs> needs some help right now. No, that's awesome, man. Was that, was that the greatest athletic performance of your life? Or have you done something better than that? Athletic performance? You've done some pretty fantastic uh, things on the golf course, too. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's kind of hard to compare, but I would say 34 points is not as impressive as shooting like a 64. Yeah. Have you shot a 64? Yeah. When? Um, only two times. Once. Oh, only two times? Only now two, I'm not impressed. twice. <laughs> I was well, thinking it I mean, was three. All the guys on the team have like <laughs> lower scores than that. But uh, University of New Mexico's tournament, first one we played this year, shot a 64. Wow. And then... In our last qualifying at Riverside, we got one. Dude. How? That's amazing, man. Keanu Aquino is with us on BYU Sports Station from Kahuku, Hawaii to Pleasant Grove, now to BYU. You're the most interesting Hawaiian <laughs> golfer turned walk-on, turned basketball player, turned – you went to the Czech Republic and Slovakia on your mission? Yeah. Dude, you're an interesting cat, man. Yes, for sure, and multifaceted. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the current golf team. Um, what are your aspirations with BYU men's golf right now as it pertains to, you know, individual things and also competing as a team? So we want to win a national championship. And, I mean, we work really hard. I think we got the guys to do it. And we're kind of – I think we're peaking at the right time. Everyone's games are looking nice, so I think we can do it. Um, obviously, Carson's our guy. He's gonna, sure. He's going to be leading us. But I think if we can all kind of just – play the golf that I know we can play, then we're as good as anybody. I love that confidence, and it goes through Pepperdine. Pepperdine's one of the best teams in the country. You can compete right against them in the WCC championships, right? Yeah, we're going to get a, a good tournament with them in the championships. So. Down in Vegas, uh, is that next week or a couple weeks from now? I think it's, yeah, next week. Okay. Awesome. I was talking to your head coach, well, one of your head coaches, Todd Miller, about the Chambers Bay Invitational. He said, it's the craziest, most difficult golf scenario he's ever seen. He said Stanford as a team shot like 80 over par. Oh, he's like, gosh. this is Stanford we're talking about. What were the conditions like there? Walk us through that tournament. Yeah, you're talking about the Paso Tempo tournament? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was crazy. I I mean, Coach Summerhays said he's never really seen anything like that either. And Oh, yeah, you're working with a former PGA player in Daniel Summerhays as well. Yeah, I mean, he's not really... A big deal either, but <laughs> <laughs> no, he's been great. He's been great for our team. And yeah, conditions were crazy. It was just super windy. And what got me the most was how much it was affecting the putts. Mm. Because obviously, you know, if you hit a ball high, it's going gonna, it's gonna to blow around. But it was just crazy to me. Like the putts were just blowing. Jeez. And so, yeah, first day was really tough. And even the second day, but we were able to just, the last two days we played really solid. So this is a good finish for us. Well, let's pub the Cougar Classic uh, this weekend in Provo. You guys are hosting a Riverside. Come out and watch if you want to watch. Yeah, that's uh, the game. Come and support the guys. Come watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'd love to have a big gallery out there. It'd be, <laughs> That'd be awesome, man. Yeah, you're not one that gets nervous hitting the golf ball in front of big galleries. No, I need I, I need to talk to you about that. <laughs> no, I don't I don't care. I mean, I love it. That's awesome. This we man just, scored 34 against Lamelo. Will you sign this flag for us? That'd for be sure. all right. Yeah. Okay. Keanu Aquina. Red Raider turned uh, Viking. 
BYU Let's Men's go. Golf. Yes, thanks, thanks for having for, me. Thanks guys. for hanging out, yeah, man. No, thanks for coming in. Take awesome. some karma from BYU Sports Nation. Go play well. Get the Scully. Let's go. Let's go, man. Coming up. We're about to get today's Elite Voice of the Day. And a rise and shout out to what I'm sure are a bunch of happy students. This is BYU Sports Nation. That gets buckets, man. He does a lot of things well. B-roll was off. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Station, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, what is your recruiting pitch to potential incoming transfers for BYU men's basketball? I want to hear some more of these. Steve Preston on Twitter says, Big Mountains, Big Arena, Big Deal, Big 12. Okay. It's well played. L- listen, the Big 12 is a legit thing that BYU can use now, which is exciting. It's yes. like It's like, yes, it's a bummer that certain guys are leaving, but... What what if BYU brings in some guys that are even better and they get better? Who who knows? Like, can, what can if, what BYU if BYU be, could find one of the all time leading scorers in college basketball? That would that'd be, be incredible. Fun. That'd be fun. What if he's in the mix? <laughs> what if? Uh, okay, our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from Ben Peterson, who says on Twitter, "Do you want speaking to the guys that could potentially play? Do you want to play in one of the best basketball leagues in the NCAA?" Come spend a year learning how things work at BYU and then be ready for high-level basketball. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's, that's a diss on... <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Hey, come on now. The West Coast Conference was fantastic last year, and it's going to be good next year. Three-bid league, man. It's not the Big 12, though. I get what he's saying. Right. Today's rise and shout-outs presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. To everyone finishing their finals, uh, today's the last day of finals. Good luck to everybody, all our students on our crew, all the students on campus. Good luck. And then uh, just a reminder that tomorrow's show is on the BYU TV app only and BYU radio, of course, like normal. Yes. But BYU TV app tomorrow <laughs> with graduates. Our thanks to today's guest, James Empey and Keanu Aquina. It was fun. The most interesting man in BYU athletics right now, maybe. He's great. Can he play basketball? Sorry to Dennis Pitter, we ran out of time. <laughs> For Jeremiah Spencer, let's continue the Summer Haze trend. Shout out to Daniel Summer Haze after Keanu took his shot. We'll see you tonight for BYU Softball against Utah Valley at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain on the BYU TV app. Go Cougs.